Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. I was feeling a little frisky the other day, and Grinder was being its usual waste of time. So rather than spend the whole day talking to randoms who don't actually want to commit to meeting someone, I decided I'd speed the whole thing up and just watch some porn. Finishing myself off is usually how these things end anyway, so there's not much difference. So yeah, I pop some porn on, and my favourite kind is the one where there's an actual plot, and these poor guys, who've only really signed up to have sex with other hot guys, are suddenly forced to act out a scene in a bank, or pretend to be a handyman, or a priest, or whatever. This particular one was straight guy seduced, that kind of thing. Like, one character's new roommate or sister's boyfriend or whatever arrives and they talk about sports ball and call each other bro a couple of times and then they start talking about boobs because they're proper straight blokey blokes and it makes them horny because talking about boobs always makes proper straight guys horny and, you know, that's normal. And then someone notices someone else's boner and suddenly they're on each other like your mum on chips. Uh, And there's lines in there like, oh, you're better at that than the wife which made me laugh. I actually had to stop for a while and have a giggle. You know, it's not it's not my wife, but just the wife. <laughs> it made me think of, like, old men down pub with their flat caps on and the tankards are real ale. I guess this is why you don't get so much regional porn. You'd only be a small step away from, by heck, that's be- I say that's better at that than her indoors. I probably watch a bit too much porn at times. It can warp your brain a bit. Like, when I hurt my knee and I went to see a physiotherapist and the handsome young physio was working on it, he never once slid his hand up my leg. I was quite hurt, actually. Or when I went to a new and expensive gym and there was absolutely no one having a massive sexy orgy in the showers. Part of me wanted my money back. I had to remind myself that, no, Scott, that's not why most people go there. You're getting a bit weird. Well, getting. And you should probably spend some time around real people. And, you know, I'm a grown-up, well, physically, at least. I've had sex with real people before, sometimes without either of us crying much afterwards. And I know not everyone is me. Some of you aren't quite as fucked up, which, you know, is a shame. I think the world would be a lot more fun if everyone was like me, although I doubt we'd get much done, to be honest. Anyway, my point, such as it is, is that if too much porn isn't healthy for a grown man like me, it's certainly not going to be good for young'uns. And, you know, my first understandings of sex didn't come from porn, but not far off, really. I never really got the talk from my parents or at school. I think I was off sick that day. Anyway, all I found out about afterwards in the playground was they show you a video of periods and pubes. When I was about 14, my mum heard that I had a girlfriend. So one day when I got home from the theatre group that I used to go to, you know, bit of a clue there, mother. There was an Usborne book of your body and a leaflet on condoms on my bed, and that was it. I imagine she probably had to go into the doctor's or a chemist's and pick up a leaflet on condoms, and then just very quietly leave it on my bed and never mention it again. I read it, I learned all it had to tell me. The only addition I had to the knowledge from that textbook and that leaflet 
was riding my bike with my friends for an hour into the countryside to look at an old magazine someone found in a hedge. I enjoyed the bike ride more, to be honest. I didn't really know what we were looking at or how I was supposed to react to this woman laid there with her legs spread. To be honest, I found the Usborne book more erotic. There was a section on how everyone grows differently and has different bodies, and it showed three different guys in the shower together, all kind of glancing at each other's willies. (laughs) Anyway, after that, and slowly working out how to masturbate, I was left to my own devices until I was about 16 and dial-up internet came along. I remember one of the first porn photos I downloaded. It took about half an hour, because, you know, dial-up. And even then I had to make sure my mum wasn't about to ring my nan or anything stupid like that. It was an old Bellamy shoot, I think. Two young men naked and kissing in a field. Which probably doesn't sound like much. But the reason I remember it so well isn't because it was super sexy, although it was pretty sexy. Or even that these boys were nude. It was... it was that they were happy. And kissing and entirely unashamed of their sexuality. They weren't worried anyone was going to see them or anything. They were just entirely happy and in the moment. And to a teenager growing up in the north of England, you know, living in quite a rough town with no positive gay role models or even anyone to talk to about this sort of thing, let alone look up to, it was more shocking and exciting to see that than the fact that they were two naked boys. So... Thank you, Johan, of 90s Bellamy fame. You did more for me, I think, than anyone was expecting. (laughs) So yeah, porn isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it does get a bit worrying to think that nowadays, everyone, however old you are, has access to an unending supply of really hardcore boning. For example, in the Seducing a Straight Guy video I was watching earlier, and again, just now, I had a little research break. One of the guys says, oh yeah, stick that dick in me, take my ass virginity, big boy. And first off, anyone saying take my ass virginity, big boy, and meaning it, would be laughed out of my bedroom. Or at least I would have to rest for a while until I could stop giggling and get my breath back. And secondly, he just pops it in and off they go, both of them getting all acrobatic, like energizer bunnies on a trampoline. And from my experience, even when it's not someone's first time, it's always a lot less, uh, boing, uh, boing, oh yeah, give it to me, uh, uh, yeah, baby. And a lot more, ow, oh, sorry, sorry, wait, slowly, slowly, fuck, ow, stop, 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 ow, take it out, take it out for a second, I need you to take it out, oh. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm oversharing. I'd tell you my first time story, but I think that would be too much even for me. And anyway, which one? First time with a girl, first time with a boy as a top, first time with a boy as a bottom. All you need to know about any of those is that is the stuff they don't show you on porn. It's awkward, it's clumsy, it's often quite messy and uncomfortable and embarrassing. Extremely private. <laughs> and you know, sex is not like porn might seem like a fairly obvious thing to say. It's a fantasy. It's meant to be a fantasy. It's not meant to be real. The reason that it's seducing the handyman is because we couldn't do that in real life, so doing it in porn kind of gives us that outlet. I get that. My favourite thing about unrealistic porn is spontaneous condoms. The way, you know, just as Mr. Happy is closing in for his very special hug, 
there's nothing but throbbing flesh, and then the camera angle changes, and no one's moved, but suddenly a condom has magically appeared on his knob. If only that was a thing in real life. No awkward moments of fiddling with wrappers in luby hands and, and trying to put it on and getting it the right way round and then actually putting it on and getting back into position, more lube, bit of a fiddle to get things going again. None of that, just BAM! Condom. That's one X-Men power that never makes it into the movies. I am Condom Man. No, oh, no, 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 wait. Uh, Johnny Rubber. Yes, much better. <laughs> Or maybe it's that his bumhole has a smaller version of one of those Christmas tree netting machines. You know, you shove the tree in one end and it comes out the other all wrapped up and ready to go. Anyway, porn not being real. I think that was my point all that time ago. Yeah. But if you've had access to really hardcore shit since before your big boy hairs appeared, you're not going to know that. You're going to think it's just jamming in and pounding away and everyone's going to be squealing and grunting and loving it. And uh, it's not even about porn. I think movies with sex scenes in them too are a little bit misleading. I remember watching My Stepmom is an Alien when I was about seven years old, and there's actual fireworks when Kim Bassinger has sex for the first time. I never got anything like that. Closest I've come was lighting a candle because I was trying to be romantic and almost setting the curtains on fire. I've mentioned before how most young guys get their ideas about dick size from porn, and that's not healthy because... You know, porn stars tend to be well hung because people want something to look at. Apparently it's not just dicks. There's been a huge rise in the number of girls who want surgery on their lady parts because they hate the way they look, and they want them to look more like lady bits do in porn. So there's all sorts of body issues and glorification of unattainable bodies that comes from porn. And that's before we even get into, like, the general attitude towards women. Titles like College Stud Fucks Horny Slut tell you everything you need to know about that sort of thing. And yes, it's getting better, but still, it's not a good place to start your sexual education from. And you know, I'm not saying porn is bad. I don't want to be that guy, especially when I enjoy it so much. And like I said earlier, for a young me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, it was a huge revelation that being gay in public didn't mean just a quick peck on the cheek, hoping like hell that no one saw you and you weren't about to get your teeth kicked in. But porn out of context, or too much porn and stuff like that, can be a bad thing. Much like sex in that regard. You know, no one mentions that doing it too much makes it get boring and you stop enjoying it and it becomes really mechanical and dead-eyed and transactional rather than something that you're enjoying and being a part of. So, yeah, porn needs to be kept very squarely in the occasional indulgence sort of area. And we need to talk more about sex, and more openly too. That's kind of the point why I'm sitting here hungover in a cupboard talking to you. Because we all need to feel more okay about talking about these sorts of things, and learning from each other, and also from reputable sources, not just Pornhub. Although Pornhub does have a, a sex education section, which is good. It's a step in the right direction. And, you know, if we all start talking about it and watching less porn, that could only be a good thing. If only so it cuts down the number of times that, as the video finishes and the screen goes dark, you make eye contact with your reflection and you realise you've spent a whole afternoon that should have been working from home just knocking one out instead of getting anything done. Or is that just me? This was Probably True, the award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro. Hold up. 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.